G-I-T-A. God is the answer. Just pray. G-I-T-A. God is the answer. Just pray. God is the only one that can fix it. God can do it. God can fix it. Man needs some help. He needs God's help. We need some help. God is the only one that can fix it. God can do it. God can fix it. G-I-T-A. God is the answer. Just pray. What are you willing to do? Tell me what was said that was not true. The young and old no longer being sold. The new slave master will never get old. The state's in control. Prison system overflowing with the young and the old. Good afternoon. Welcome to KRE Poetry and Radio. To the truth. Testimonies and poems that can touch, change, maybe save lives. We just want to thank you for listening. And today, you know, last week was, was really awesome. We we uh, got a chance to hear again from uh, Walter, and it was just a blessing. And we were, we were really blessed that uh, everybody was on, was really filled with the fact that uh, this podcast is all about Jesus Christ. It's all about trying to, to touch and, and change lives. And, you know, I'm always uh, thankful for the fact that uh, uh, PJ and my brother Bruce always comes on. And I just want to just, before I get into the poem, I just want to, let them know how much I appreciate them uh, coming on all the time and just supporting the podcast. Uh, TJ, you can uh, just have a little thing to say and boost up a little say about uh, last week uh, with uh, the people that we had on. Then we're going to go to our special guest, uh, Mrs. Uh, Tiffany Allen, so Weaver, but, and then before that, I'll do a poem. So, TJ, thanks again, TJ. Okay. Hey, how are you, how are you doing, uh Cove Riches this afternoon, this cold one afternoon. Uh, glad you invited me on the show one more time to at least to at least tell everybody that that's in that can hear me that uh, we're we're here for for the Lord. This is what this show is about. It isn't about anything else. It isn't about trying to uh, uh, put on airs for anybody else. What we're trying to say is what God means to us, and we are hoping that we'll be able to reach someone else today. Uh, last week, that was one show that was really unbelievable. When you were hearing from, uh, let's see, uh, we, we, we were talking with two or three different people, and all of the people were saying the same thing. And that's what, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say is that this, we can all have our different ad- adversities. We can all have our different ups and our different downs and all that kind of situation. But we all have the same God. And all we have to do, the thing that we have to do is to believe in him, trust in him. He said, he told us he would never leave us. He had never. He would never, ever, ever just leave us out there just hanging out. He'll always, we can always depend on him. And you can't think of anybody else that can tell you that. No one else can tell you that. He's going to be the God that's with us when there's an ever-changing world. His word will never, ever, ever change. Again, I'm just so happy, just so happy to have the opportunity to say that. And I'll always, hopefully, have that to uh, share with someone. God is the one, oh, the only one. Thank you, PJ. Thank you so much. Yeah, Bruce, uh, just uh, 
just a little comment on last week, and uh, then I'm going to read a poem. And uh, just we're waiting uh, to hear from Tiffany Anderson, who, I mean, Tiffany Anderson Weaver, who, who beat all the odds. Tiffany. Uh, sure. Yeah, once again, uh, praise uh, the Lord for, for this moment, for this opportunity. And uh, as you were uh, stating, yeah, the um, the podcast last week was, was powerful. Uh, and it was all about uh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I had uh, inspirational guests uh, on the podcast, you know, Miss Denise Johnson. I mean, yeah, she was talking about, you know, everything, pray about it. You know, and she, she mentioned that I like the, the phrase that she used, the, the Jesus factor. You always have to uh, have the Jesus factor, you know, and, uh, and she was exactly right. And she was all about, you know, praising the Lord. It wasn't about her. She talked about, you know, taking care of others, you know, and, and you know, you could just tell. I mean, that that's what she was about—about about helping others. Talked about her, her mom and their relationship, and and uh, also, you know, our, our cousin Miss Elgine Minor, you know, and, and and how she talked about love and how love is powerful. I mean, that you know, she's only three feet eight, and, and she's standing tall. You know, the the life that she she's led and how the, the Lord has directed her, and um, the. The difference that uh, that she made in in others' lives, in her in her kids' lives, and in her, in her grandkids' lives, and you know, and I, I think about Miss Dolores White, you know, and, and what she talked about. You know, it said that the best gift that you could give your grandchild is Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow, that's all I could I could say. Wow, and and saying wow, I, I recall uh, Walter saying wow, you know, uh, based on how the the Lord had impacted his his life. I mean. You know, and he was daring, you know, others. I mean, to, to give uh, Jesus a chance, and man, that was it was powerful, powerful uh, podcast. And and looking forward to the, the podcast today with uh, Miss Weaver. And once again, appreciate you and what you do with the podcast. And and Miss Valerie, and never want to forget her and what you do. Praise the Lord. Bruce, uh, thanks. I uh, appreciate. It. I, I wanted to do it a little different and give Bruce and. Because I, I waited so long last time to get to let them have something to say, and I want to give a lot of time to Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Weaver because she's powerful. But I want to read this poem because, you know, uh, after getting a chance to to speak with uh, Tiffany and you know talking with her and stuff, and man, I tell you, I was just I was just moved, and so I had to go and look and see uh, if my daughter had a poem or if I had a poem that I could read before uh, Tiffany came on and. And I found this poem that my daughter wrote, a powerful poem. I think Tiffany uh, will really appreciate it. And, and I think my, all of my listening audience will appreciate it. That little poem is Broken Pot. Let me say that again. Broken Pot. Broken, but not destroyed. So what does that mean? Am I secured by his goodness? Can I overcome all things? Shall I mount up like eagles on wings? But what about when I don't feel like soaring? But what about when I feel I can't overcome? What about when I'm in the pit of hell and I'm thinking this battle can be won? What about when I'm broken? Burdened by my past, dying inside because of sin. What about when I don't know how to begin again in the brokenness destroyed by man? But the weakness of 
the world, God says he uses to confound the wise. So shall I take joy in the fact that I am despised? For when I am weak, I am strong. I am made perfect when I have no strength. When the world and circumstances are tearing me down, that's when true strength is found. When I give you my brokenness, you use it for my good. This much I have understood. My pain qualifies me. The struggle equips me to be better used. For all the fruits of the spirit I get in the storm, you use as tools, hammering down disobedience, building me back up with the bricks of trust. But going through the storm, being broken, is a must. If I am too strong, how can I be weak? For, oh, Lord, you say you use the meat, and they shall inherit the fruit of the land. So I should find confidence, not on my strength, but that my house wasn't built on sand. My foundation is on him. So too bad, so sad is my brokenness of things. If I get stirred when I come to church, if people turn the other cheek, now I know I should take joy in defeat. Glad to be broken because I am not destroyed. No, the pain I did not avoid. I went through into God's furnace and into pain. Jesus' flesh died on the cross, and I have to do the same. So, yeah, I'm broken, but brokenness in God's hands just means there's more space and more room for God and me to grow. So brokenness turns to conquer. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed to be broken anymore. And then she put the scripture down. She said, 2 Corinthians 4 and 9, persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed, always burn about in the body of dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifested in our body. So, you know, that poem, I, I, after that poem, I just want to go straight to, to Tiffany. You, Tiffany, you've beaten all odds. And I know for you, it's all about Jesus. So, Tiffany, thank you for being a part of the KRE Poetry and uh, Radio. Hear the truth. Amen. Thank you so much for the opportunity to, to just bring glory to God's name. I appreciate it. It's an honor. Tiffany, we're going to start off by, you know, <laughs> you're going to move a lot of people to want to, to want to try to turn their lives over to, to the Lord. So just... Start off with your with your, with your childhood. You know, I you know, I read uh, meet Tiffany Weaver, and um, I read through it, and I was I was moved almost to tears, uh, but I was I was I rejoiced because I know you've overcome. So just kind of just this is you just say whatever you want to say, however you want to talk, to try to let people understand that if they can hook up with Jesus Christ, they can make it through anything because you've been through a lot. Amen. Well, well, I appreciate the broken pot form because I was listening, and um, I can honestly say I'm just I appreciate being broken, uh, being broken so that I could become better. And I think um, one of the conversations I had with you, I spoke on um, having encounters with God before I even truly knew who He was. Um, 
So I think that kind of sums up maybe my childhood because, you know, I was born into some some awful situations. So wasn't old enough to make a choice, uh, but these things happened. But as I got older and I look back over my life, I don't have any regrets. And in, in, in my childhood, it was nothing again that I'd done, but I thank God for allowing me um, because I just have a relationship with God that is so solid. Um, like you mentioned, just in some of my childhood, uh, my mother went to prison for murder when I was nine. So we often hear that um, her prison sentence saved her, uh, changed her life, but it saved ours. Um, if you can imagine, uh, I think hurt people hurt people. I think when you're young and you're misguided, um, you know, you do the best you can with what you have. And I think my mother had five kids by the time she was 20. And uh, we just experienced, um, just speaking in for myself, just all sorts of levels of abuse, uh, mental, physical, um, psychological, sexual. There was no no hugs, no love, no. Um, so I truly know love because God is love because I never experienced it um, in and out of the foster homes and no one would take me because of how I looked. Um, and when I wrote the book, it was so much healing and having to go back and confront that little girl that had experienced so much evil. And I tell people she had to die so that I could live because she had experienced so much hurt and so much trauma. And so the book actually provided healing because God said, I need to go back and I need to face that little girl and I need to experience um, so many things. Um, Given to the next door neighbor, being locked in closets, coming out, you know, um, hungry, um, I went to a, a, a carnival, I remember one time, and I hadn't eaten, and they ended up taking my picture and blasting it all over, you know, the um, the billboard signs when you travel down the highway or feed the hungry children. And so for so long, uh, my physical condition, how I had beat, been beaten down and, you know, no love, your parents didn't want you, even in meeting my dad at 40, I learned that he even tried to attack my mom and kill me when I was in the, in the, in the stomach. So... Um, my aunt gave me a book a couple of, maybe six months ago, and it talked about how everyone that was supposed to love me, you know, tried to take me out. But as I was sharing with you, she did allow the church bus to come pick us up in the, in the, when we were in the apartment. And I just thank God because I, I felt peace in his presence. I didn't know what it was. I just knew when I was at church and I was around church people, I felt his love and I felt his presence. And I think even before I knew um, that's what drew me, drew me. When I was in the Army, I was connected to God. When I was in school, I was connected to God. But, um, you know, in my story, I, I, it's called the good, the bad, and the ugly, because all of it, you need the good, you need the bad, and you need the ugly um, to prepare you for your destiny. Um, I still remember that night that we were at home, often left at home by ourselves, but God kept us, you know, in spite of all the bad. God kept us, and I remember the chaos of the police coming in and telling us, you know, our mother would no longer be here with us, and then my aunt took us in. I thank God for her. Um, she took us in, so I always called it 9 to 11 because anytime she had anywhere from 9 to 11 children, um, but we were broken. We had been battered and bruised, and we were hurt, and I thank God for her because she did the best that she could do um, for us, um, but it was a lot. It was a lot to understand. For a long time, I was mad at the world. I was bitter. I was angry because um, I think as a child, when you face such trauma, you know, your hair is ripped from your head. You're stomped outside like a like an animal. And then on top of that, people knowing it, 
you know, and the teasing and the taunting. Um, in my book, I got a, a a title where it just talks about, you know, the power in your name and knowing which, what your name is and naming your children because we wasn't known for our name. We were known for our mother's name and what she did. So we were always known as her name, their kids, her kids. Instead of my name, it was just her kid. And it almost just said the one that's in prison for murder, her child. Um, and as you can imagine, having that stigma of being a child of a murderer added on to all the trauma that we experienced. Um, so when I look back over my life, you know, therapists, counselors, we don't know how, we don't know why, but I give all glory and honor to God for, for keeping for keeping me. Um, someone told me the other day, it's something to be kept, and I truly know what it means to be kept, not only in my mind, but in my body. And all the statistics that were stacked against kids like me, uh, I know I beat them, and I know that I'm standing here, and I know that I'm able to sit here on this on this podcast and talk to you only because of God. Um, in the last couple of days, I've kind of run into people where they say, oh, you're the spiritual one and you're the biblical one. And you're, and it's, you know, it's no way to, to explain to people before I knew a Bible, before I knew a spirit, I had encounters, you know, life and death encounters as a child where God was keeping me and I didn't even know it. So it's beyond Bible verses, Bible scriptures, you know, um, but I thank God for his work because because of my encounters and experiences, I, I his word, oh, my gosh, his word has a greater meaning, a greater understanding for me because in those days where the enemy tried to take you back and remind you where you once were, you can remind yourself that you were created in his likeness and his image, fearfully and wonderfully made. Before you were even formed in the womb, God had a plan for you, and it's his word. And on those days, I need encouragement. That gets me back. Um, so I give all glory to God for where I am and, and where today. You know, you know, Tiff, I, I wanted to because, you know, when I got a chance to, to read and about uh, your journey, I just want you to give a, a, a talk about your, your aunt, your aunt Faye. Because when I, when I thought about her being 25, only 25 years old and to yeah. take you and your, your, your siblings in, I mean that was a, that was dangerous. So just just because I, I you know a lot of times we don't we don't get a chance to publicly talk about those people that have made such a great impact on our lives and and so uh, when I got a chance to read that the Holy Spirit was like you got to get her to talk about her, her ain't faith. <laughs> so so just just kind of talk about your ain't faith uh, just a little bit. Yeah, ain't faith a great. <laughs> You know, um, it took us a long time to really process, you know, um, as I was writing the book and the Holy Spirit was just kind of leading and guiding me, um, because if you truly know that, um, you know, truly have encounters with God and he's with you through these stages, like he had to go with me to write this book. Um, But one thing I had never thought about is the impact that it had on, you know, her children and their lives and um, you know, like didn't even know I had to find these things out. Like how old was I say when she took us in? And I'm thinking there is no way, you know, because most people take one or two, um, but not seven, you know, and my mom was actually pregnant. So when she went in two months later, there was a newborn baby. And then the next year was, um, so when I say we truly have a team mentality, we have a team because it was everybody had somebody. Um, and so it's, Ain't Faye the Great is the best way that I can describe it because she made the ultimate sacrifice to give up her home on the north side 
um, in a stable neighborhood where her kids were, were good to have to make a transition. And it was an ultimate sacrifice. And she still is like a mother to this day, still taking care of people. So I tell you, for a long time, I wanted to go on Oprah and I wanted to go on Ayanna. I wanted to say, hey, <laughs> we need to, you know, um, celebrate my eyesight. So I'm still praying that day comes that, you know, you can truly, because, you know, in spite of everything, we were together. You know, we could have been in various places. We could have been in different homes. We could have been all over the place. Um, but she, one wishes that my mother had is that we stayed together. Um, so, I, I, you know, I know she went through so many things because, I mean, even for me, I talk about being a pain addict. When you suffer the levels of abuse that we that we have, and I just speak on myself because I can't tell anyone else's testimony, but um, you begin to think this is normal. And that night, our life changed because the pain stopped, you know, immediately. And then a Faye was there, and it was like, you know, the the treatment was different. So then you struggled, but she always had us looking good. She always had us. She taught us the importance of sisterhood and brotherhood. Um, she is like the glue to our family, our entire family. And I think we tried to. I told her the other day, you know, I don't think it's any way. Tupac said it. It's no way you can pay him back. But your goal is through your life, through your choices, is that you hope, you know, they, they under, that we understand the sacrifice and what they did. And um, I think someone said the greatest gift you can give your grandkids is Jesus. Look, the greatest you can give, can give your kids, period, is Jesus. And I thank you for giving us that foundation in Jesus. And um, I'm forever grateful. Um, wow. There are no words. There are no words. Wow. Well, I just I wanted to make sure because uh, when I got a chance to read that, I was like, okay, ain't Faye got to be? She got to be recognized. We got we got we got to bring in Faye out. Because hey, that's ain't Faye the great. She's like Mama Faye, Mama Amy Faye. Yeah, she's she's and you know, and that's why I say I just appreciate her so much and even her children because you know we came in and you know I know their lives turned upside down you know all our issues all our problems our hurts and pains and sufferings and you know we were too young to know but it just we were just brothers and sisters you know after that you know she brought us in and she did an amazing job and we thank God for her and we're continuing like she's taking care of my grandmother now she moved to Oklahoma and that's what she's always done you know and so I'm still trying to get to Oprah <laughs> Hey, celebrate, you know, get somewhere where we can put her on the bridge or just on that stage to celebrate people because you don't hear about people doing that, what my aunt did, you know, and that's why we call her Ain't Faye the Great because you don't hear about uh, people taking in, you know, siblings, kids, and not that many. Um, and not how, many was it, how, many, how many was it now? Uh, uh, how many did she take? How many was in the house at one time? So she had, so my mother would have had, seven at the time. So she had six and then she had my brother. So that made seven plus Aunt Faye at the time had three. So within that year of her getting us in, she had two additional newborns because my mom had my brother and then Aunt Faye had a daughter. Um, so anywhere from nine to 11 children in the she house. She was 25? 25. 25 years 25? old. Yeah, I didn't know that. I had to do the, the data. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> 25 wow. years old. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that was an angel. <laughs> an angel. Uh, but that's God. You know, you know, we know to this day, you know, people ask me how, why, it's, it's God. And so not, I'm not this 
overly spiritual trying to because it's not a walk of perfection it's progression but i'm here telling people like my life makes sense because of who god is if there was not a god without the scriptures without anything my life wouldn't make sense because how do you explain a person loving a person being here in their right mind when they came into the world fighting came into the world facing evil how do you know love how do you know god how do you forgive unless God is real. <laughs> so they tell me all the time, you give credit. There was no therapy for me because I just, I never spoke to a therapist. And I think I shared with you the one time, um, I remember the Bible. It was the white Bible. The inseam was blue. There was a gold zipper and it had a, a gold cross. But she was telling me basically as if I had no future. You know, you are a product of this mother. All these things have happened to you. You're only going to be this. Like, it's It's okay. You know, because it's a great probability statistically that you're going to be nothing. You're going to end up in prison. You're going to be abusive to your children. You go, and I made up in my mind at nine years old that that was not going to be my story. Wow. That was not wow. going to be my story. Hmm. You know, Tiff, I know you overcome a lot. And, uh, you know, just talk a little bit about the fact that, you know, people need to know that you also was diagnosed with uh, cancer. Absolutely. Yes. So um, my sexual violation started when I was about two years old, and it was a babysitter, my mom's best friend's son, and, you know, it was known that it was going on, and when we said something, nothing happened. And so fast forward, I was about 15, 16 years old when they basically, you know, they asked me about the abuse, and I'm like, okay, where are we going? Um, And they basically told me I had um, cervical cancer and I would not have any children. And I think I was too young, but, you know, two things, my past here once again, a past that I didn't choose, decisions I did not make, things that happened to me was once again manifesting itself. And so I was so brokenhearted and I was just thinking, Lord, if you would just give me a chance to, to be a mother, give me a chance to experience that and do better than what I had. Um, so, um, I remember being rolled into Parkland. I went through everything. The, the surgery was going to happen. I had did all my biopsies, and I rolled in that day, and I rolled out. And there has been no cancer. It never came back. They didn't know what happened. And I have two beautiful daughters. Um, <laughs> so when I um, when I think back then, I think I never took ownership. Um, it's not what they diagnose you with. It's what you take ownership of. And I just never took ownership of the cancer. And I believed God uh, would allow me uh, an opportunity to have children. And um, my first child, she went about six months without me even knowing I was pregnant. They couldn't diagnose her. I was back in school in Hampton uh, when I found out I was pregnant with her. And so I truly believe God was was reminding me, remember when you told me (laughs) that you wanted the opportunity to be a mother um, and he didn't want me to mistaken it and abort the baby or do anything. Um, so I think that's why I went about five, six months without knowing I was pregnant. And so um, she changed my life. And I'm thankful because I got to experience, you know, love and nurturing. I got some a really good experience from being a mother that I never got. Um, man. I used to have nightmares. I used to, you know, it's 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 amazing. Like people don't truly understand, you know. Um, I remember my husband saying one time I had some, you know, affirmations on my mirror, and he's like, "You're so beautiful." You know, why do you need those affirmations? Because the enemy is always trying to remind you of where God has brought you from. Um, like I said, when I met my dad at 40, and the, the his 
then girlfriend was telling me, hey, your dad wants to share your, you know, he heard you right. He want to share it. And when she said, hey, you know, he tried to, and I was thinking, who would tell a child something like that? And I just remember the enemy saying, see, but then I had to remind myself of God's word and, and just re-encourage myself. Um, but also just an, a greater reminder of how amazing God is, you know, that I was chosen to endure for whatever reason. Um, but for this for this reason right now, he said we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies. It's not about me. It was never about me. Just like when Jesus came, he came for us to redeem us back to God. And so um, when I asked God about so much suffering and pain, he said people are being crucified so others can be saved. Um, my life wasn't about me. It was because he knew that I would come back and say thank you. And so this is what this conversation is, is saying thank you um, for all the good, all the bad, and when it got ugly, because it was all preparation for who I am in this very moment. And I don't have any regrets because I just see how, you know, you're spiritual, you're biblical. I'm like, no, honey, I have a relationship. This is, you know, me and God is together forever. It's God or nothing for me. Um, And it's because of these encounters that I've taken some blows, church hurts and betrayals and slander that, most wouldn't, but I stuck with God. But I'm always stick with God. I'm always stick with God because He has been there for me, um, healed me, restored me, um, primarily healed me because um, hurt people hurt people. It's healed people that help people. So even in my mentorship early on, I thought I was helping people, and even though I was helping people, I was helping them from a hurt place. So as a parent now, I encourage parents. So go back and get your healing. Go back and face your past so you can tell your kid I'm sorry, so you can tell your child I got it wrong, so you can tell your child you're beautiful, but you're on the wrong path. You know, you can be honest with them and say, hey, I see some old stuff in me, in you that was in me. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you how you can be Hmm. blessed Um, because it was only in my healing has my entire life transformed, a new perspective, new mind, new heart that I can go back and uh, I can stand on stages because um, with my mentor that was on here once before, Phyllis Jenkins, um, when she first, when we first met, and she said, you're going to stand on stage. See, I was a background person. You would never think that. I was never a person that could stand on the stage. I couldn't even read a paper in front of the class. You know, I was so ashamed of my life, so ashamed of things. And when she said, you're going to be on stage to speaking, I was like, oh, no, that ain't me. She said, I'm saying what God said. <laughs> And so now I'm like, oh, my gosh, I would have never imagined. But um, when you realize and you're obedient to God, you realize it's not about you. And if this means, you know, when I wrote my book and I had people all over the country to say, yes, my my grandchildren are in abusive environments. And there's hope on the other side of that because I can tell you what it's like to hear to be ripped from your head, to be stomped, to be violated, and still come out on the other side. Don't look like what you've been through. And it's only because of God. It's all about Jesus. Well, you know, you know, I'm glad you said that, you know, and, and believe it or not, uh, I want my listening audience to, to know that um came up with is just what you heard right now. Because as I got a chance to uh, talk with uh, Tiffany and, and really get a chance to, to know her, all I, all I started to understand uh, was that with her, it's all about Jesus. <laughs> it's all about Jesus, and and I and I just I, I knew that I needed to bring her on this podcast because 
if you if, if my listening audience have heard all the things that you've gone through, and you, and you know, you probably some more you could go through, and if they sitting out there thinking that they can't make it, and here you are, telling, and because I'm gonna have you to tell about what you what you some things that you're doing now, because God has has just truly uh, blessed uh, Tiffany to where she she's making a difference. So Tiffany, can I expound on the fact of? Uh, how you feel you making a difference with what uh, your what the the broken pot that has happened with you being a broken pot, but like my daughter poem, but how you <laughs> understand that I can make a difference with other people's lives because I know you do a lot of speaking, but I'll let you tell some of the things that you you do to make a difference. Well, like you said, it's all about Jesus, and I don't get it twisted. So oftentimes, I don't like to even I don't even like to share when I'm doing events. But I felt when I you when you when you called me about this, I said let me and I did send it out because I was like I want people to, you know, really see and if they can get to know Jesus, you know, my generation, my um, even the you know young people that I mentor, you know, sometimes you're in the midst of just so much turmoil. Turmoil, and I'm gonna tell you when I wrote the book, you could be in God's will and life get real, right? So I, I got like six projects that I'm working on, but you know sometimes when you're doing good, it you know, the enemy can, can press upon you and it makes it seem like maybe that wasn't what I was supposed to do. Um, a couple of months after I published the book, I can remember my landlord sold my property um, where I was living. So me and my girls were homeless. I got sent the wrong medication. I am in healthcare. I had a very bad reaction with my kidneys. And then my car stopped working. And I remember just being so, you know, kick, kick my, you know, my advisor, I'm working on a double master's. She's like, you need to take a break. But I'm like, that's not what God told me. But she's like, everything's going bad. You're healthy. You need to really focus. And then I remember talking to God, and he was saying, how long are you going to stay in this wrestling ring of life and not allow me to tap in? Like, how long are you going to try to do it for yourself, and how many signs do you need? And he was really trying to get me to a new perspective and say, I need you to trust me first. So there was no evidence of anything happening good in the future or in the near future, and God said, trust me first. So I decided to trust him first, and my entire life has changed. Um, I want to encourage, um, as a healthcare administrator, definitely the necessity for healing. So I understand healing from the spiritual side, right? What happens in the house stays in the house. And that means when you experience things, um, I encourage people to write. If you keep a journal, just get it out. I encourage my young people, get it out, write it. Don't send the letter. Don't send the email, but at least release it. Um, so that you can ignite that healing process. So in turn, I have been, I started a mentorship. As I was getting out the Army, I got a, even when I was in the Army, I was doing recruiting my last couple of years. Every time I got, whether it was a female soldier or a male soldier, they felt so comfortable. They always opened up to me. Um, it's just certain stigmas. As a recruiter, I remember that certain demographics, say when we were in Dallas, if they went to the school, you know, they would get the instantly get the kids' grades and they would look like, yeah, no, they, you know, they want this, but their grades doesn't. You know, I think my life and my experiences, you know, immediately made me think maybe this kid is experiencing something at home that nobody knows about. They're going through hell. Like people don't understand we were going through hell, but we was having to show up and good, good grades. We were having to show up with a smile on our face, yet we were going through hell at home. So I always felt something and and did the extra mile to get those kids into the military and make sure they want to do something better with their life. Let's help them. But 
in that, I kept saying, okay, everywhere I go, people are drawn to me. They're having conversations. So that's when I ignited my mentor program, One of a Kind Girls. Um, I, I, I can speak with the boys, but as a young lady, um, I feel my ministry is more with the young ladies. So that's what I've done. Um, started in 98 on the campus of Hampton University, and I've continued. 2005 is when I actually started my mentorship, and um, I'm actually in the process of making it a nonprofit. I've done it so much out of my home, out of my own pocket. I've rented out space. I've done things, whatever I can do for these young people to share my story, um, to remind them. My motto with One of a Kind Girls is that I am one of a kind. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am created in their likeness and their image. I am exactly who God created me to be. So embracing mm. all your scars, all your flaws, if you've got freckles on your face, if you've got a mole on your face, God doesn't make no mistakes. So that's the beauty, uh, some of the basics that I do. I love to educate, equip, and empower. First of all, helping you understand that you are loved. You are truly loved by God. You know, if nobody else tells you, his word gives us all the amazing examples in the world that you're loved. So if you don't experience it at home, in a relationship from your mother, your father, and your marriage, First, you need to get that God loved us, yet while we were yet sinners, he sent his son and he died for us. So the, the first thing for me was understanding that I was loved. And so what I try to teach and instill in these girls that in spite of what it may look like, it may feel not you are loved. And you're beautiful because you're created in God's likeness and his image. I was ugly. I felt ugly. Life was ugly. My mom ripped my hair from my head, so I used to have rubber bands for hair. And I just can remember the looks and the stares and I think God was really amazing because there are no images of me anywhere in my family before the age of nine. You know, there was always this feeling like I wasn't loved. I'm the only kid in the family with no pictures. Um, and I think, well, maybe God didn't want me to see how bad I looked or, or no, you know, evidence of that. So I always try to encourage the girls that they're not only are they one of a kind, fearfully, wonderfully made, but they're beautiful. And then I try to empower them, equip them, you know, to build, to serve, to be leaders um, in their communities, building resumes, uh, doing community service, um, getting them accolades. You know, I have the opportunity to where they can get presidential, national accolades. And um, I've published eight books, and two of the books I'm actually working on a movie, Dear Light Skin, Dark Skin. And um, I was just talking to my film team the other day, um, a film team that just is supporting me because they believe in what I'm doing and the message. And um, I truly believe that um, our community and race, we have so many different things that we can work on ourselves, right, healing within our community and our race, restoration, unity, and it's going to start with us. You know, that healing and having some of those conversations about things that were impregnated in our race that has continued to keep us divided to this day. Um, so in, in turn, I'm using the issue of colorism, which is light skin, dark skin, that I I mean, I have young girls that I deal with that four and five years old that are discouraged about the color of their skin, and it's heartbreaking for me, you know, to know that, you know, these girls don't know that they're beautiful or society has made us feel that the color of your skin is your lighter skin or your dark skin. Uh, when ultimately, you know, pain was inflicted in our black race, dark skin, light skin, dark skin in the field being beaten and being hurt in our light skins in the house being raped by master. There was pain on all sides. Okay, how can we come together, unify, be healed, be restored? Uh, and ultimately, we're here to bring glory to God's name. And so those are some of the things I'm working on and, I, and I've been doing it for 20 years. You know, you know, Tiffany, uh, as I as I get a chance to hear you talk and 
and I know I know your heart, how sincere you are about making a difference. And I just hope that some of our listening audience out there will 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 go to um, kre uh, poetry radio dot com, the website, and and actually have other people to go to just hear this one. To hear if you got a young lady, uh, young girls that you you're trying to raise and stuff, and what Tiffany has said and how she's been speaking from the heart. I think it I think it would, would, would bless a lot of people. You know, and I and I love Tiffany that you said just just trust me. You know, and that's what this podcast is, is all about is, is trying to get people to say, just trust him. Just trust Jesus and, and so I I know I got my brother Bruce and I got T J just waiting to ask you some questions because uh I'm 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 moved. Uh, every time I talk to you Tiffany I always uh I feel that I'm talking to an angel because of, of of what you're doing to try to make a difference. So I'm gonna to go to I'm gonna to go to TJ first, and I'll come with you, Bruce. TJ, I, I know you probably have something that you would like to to say to Tiffany or ask Tiffany, and we're gonna bring Tiffany's gonna come back after you and Bruce say something. But I didn't want y'all to be holding on too long, man, and I get a chance to just uh, feel what I'm feeling when when listening to uh, to Tiffany. So go ahead, TJ. Yes, yes. Thanks, thanks, Kenneth. Uh, Miss Tiffany, look, I, I hope uh, it's okay if I just call you Tiffany for the time being because I feel as though I know you because I've heard mm-hmm. some of the same things that you've been talking about. And this is what I gathered. I'm going to try and go from the beginning to the end. And it had to begin with I was broken so I could be healed. I had a solid relationship with God. That was my healing process. I had all types of abuse. I wrote the book, Die So I Could Be Healed. No no love. No one loved me. That's what I felt at the, at the beginning. As late as the age of 40, I was always around the church. I was, And that will, that is what was preparing me for a better life. I had so much to overcome. All all the honor goes to God. Only because of God I have had problems. I have been able to handle problems as well. I had some good guidance by the name by a lady by the name of Aunt Faye. Her Aunt Faye was the was the greatest, the greatest that a teen as was the greatest for me as a teen that I needed I needed a coach and I'd say was that coach. The testimony that I'm giving so so much is because the greatest gift of all is a gift that she gave me. She gave me Jesus. She was a provider. She was providing between eleven kids at one time and then at the age of and she was only 25 years old. God was the answer to all of the problems. God is real. I remember the white Bible that Aunt Faye used to carry all the time with the gold zipper. She she put us in in in, in correction. She put in a put us in a correction relationship with God. She's she's talking about. Aunt Faye, as though Aunt Faye came and rescued her, her brothers and sisters, her siblings, and Aunt Faye had some kids of her own, 
But that key on faith during that time was God's sin. God God died for all of us. She was told this at a very early age, and now she knows what it means. Me and God, together forever. Heal people. God can heal a person so you will be able to help other people. It's all about Jesus. Trust God first. Those are the words that I use every day. You are truly, truly loved by God. You are beautiful. God is telling us all. You're beautiful people. It doesn't matter if your relationship, if your, if your, if your dark complexion or a bright little girl or a bright little boy or a dark complexion person. It doesn't matter. God loves us all. It, it's working for boys as well as girls. What Miss Tiffany is telling me today. God does not, he does not lie. God loves us first, and it worked for boys, and it worked for little girls as well. Miss Tiffany, you, you, your, your, your relationship, your abuse has made you a strong person, and what you're doing today right now, helping all of these little kids to find themselves and start trusting in what they, what you're telling them, what you want to do, little girls, to the Lord. Trust Him first. You trust Him and see won't your life be a little bit better. And you can't you, you can't explain that. It's a relationship that you have to have with God to believe that. And I know exactly what you're talking about and I really do appreciate you testifying and giving us your testimony today. And continue doing what you're doing. And I will continue. I will support you. If you want me to support you, you can reach out to me. And it's just so wonderful to hear such a testimony today as yours, Miss Tiffany. I really do appreciate you, Toe Bridges, for bringing her on. This is another good one. <laughs> God is so good. God is good all of the time. And he loves us. And Miss Tiffany has a good way and a beautiful way of explaining it. Because she's saying, if it happened to me and I'm healed, well, then you can be healed as well. Thank you again, yes, Miss yes. Tiffany. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Amen. God be the glory. Yeah. Yes. My brother Bruce, uh, you know, what, what would you like to uh, Yeah, actually, uh, actually, Tola, I have a, have a question uh, for her. And, okay. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate, you know, everything that she's done. Praise the Lord for her and, and that she continues to. To do, she she mentioned her aunt Faye, and um, the the impact, of course, that she had on her her life, and the uh, aspirations of of possibly uh, trying to be on the uh, Oprah, not on the Oprah Winter Show. I mean, just um, I know she don't has the show, but being in contact and uh, with Oprah. Uh, but my understanding is that that Oprah, I mean, doesn't believe that uh, Jesus. Is the the only way to to, to heaven, and uh, and I know uh, Miss Tiffany. I mean, she's a strong believer in that. And I wanted to, to get her thoughts on that. I mean, since she's stating that she has aspirations of you know being a, a part of you know, Oprah's show, and knowing that Oprah, I mean, doesn't believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. I want to hear her thoughts on that. 
Thank you. Um, I think some of my early explorations with Oprah was was a lot of things that she was doing um, for people like my aunt, um, some of the platforms. And I truly believe one of the things that our parish talks about is being able to be comfortable, to sit at the table with someone who doesn't vote like you, who doesn't look like you, who doesn't think like you. So in giving that opportunity, um, I was at, and I told, told her before now, I went to two services this morning, um, and one pastor talked about passing the baton. Um how, you know, our generation and the next generation, how do we successfully pass the baton so they can become prayers and they can have, um, is to be able to sit at the table. Um, And sometimes your life, um, your example, your testimony uh, may be the very thing that a person like Oprah needs to understand um, who Jesus is. And and so um, that's one of the things I enjoy is being able to sit at the table um, with someone that doesn't think like me. I've had conversations with people that I don't have to get upset and get angry and get, but um, an opportunity, any opportunity that I can to let people know that it's all about Jesus. Um, yeah, I think right. if that door opens, um, that I'll walk yeah. confidently through it. <laughs> so the reason, yeah, the reason that I was asking you that, because it appears, I mean, it's almost like a crisis, almost. I mean, uh, so many folks are being swayed, you know, uh, that Jesus isn't the only way. And, and I know, I always uh, I mentioned Oprah because she's extremely popular. I mean, I had a, a wide audience, and she's influenced. You know, a lot of people to go in the wrong wrong direction. So, yeah, I mean, as you state, yeah, hopefully, I mean, in the future, I mean, I, I don't know if that will occur because, you know, of, of her position, uh, believing that there's multiple ways, I mean, to, to get to, to to heaven. But it's so, it's so much needed. And, and if not just her, I mean, other platforms, I mean, what you're doing, you know, to let, let folks know. You no, know, Jesus is the only way with, with no hesitation at all. I mean, no wavering Absolutely. at all. It, it's Jesus. It's no other way. But now it's like you're trying to you know, muddle everything up, you know, like you, you can confuse folks, you know. Yep. And, and, and therefore, people end up getting lost. I mean, doing, uh, going astray. But, you know, it, it has to be concrete as you're stating. Jesus Absolutely. is the only way there's not any, any way, you know, so to get folks going, so they're, they're not lost, you know, because a lot of folks are, you know, are being lost by what what the world is putting out out here, you know, so and I appreciate I mean, what, what you're doing, and I pray that you continue to, to do that, and, then, and I also want to elaborate about the, the, the issues I mean, that you stated in our community, they're, they're real. Right, and then they have not been been addressed. And now, I was glad to hear you state that. You know, that, yeah, that that you're trying to address those issues in our community because it's, a lot of folks are, are being hurt. I mean, they're, I mean, their, their lives are not being fulfilled. And I and I pray that the, the Lord continue to be with you and guide you in in your endeavors. Thank you. Oh, amen. Thanks, thanks, brother. Amen. Thanks, brother. You know, one thing that I that I think about, um, that's that's the reason why there's a KRE portrait and radio podcast that says, hear the truth. And, and to have uh, um, Tiffany here, and, and, and she's just being so truthful. And, and I know yeah. that's why God is really opening up so many doors. And I, there's no way that I could, could not uh, mention Tiffany with her children because she has two daughters. And, and, and she's proud of them. And, you know, a lot of times people don't like to to 
say a lot of stuff about what their kids are doing because people think they're trying to brag on their kids. But if you're proud of your children, you can brag on them. <laughs> That's what I say. If you're proud of them, so Tiffany, you, you've been an excellent mother, see, and, and I want people to know that. So I want you to just kind of talk about the relationship that you have with your two daughters, because that's, to me, I want my listening audience to, to hear what you, you've gone through that. You've gone through all the things. And like you said, they said you probably because of what you went through, you wouldn't be this type of mother. You wouldn't do, but you've proven them all wrong. You know, you have been all odds. And so just, just kind of expound a little bit about the relationship that you have with your two daughters. Absolutely. And, you know, I thank God for any phase that, um, you know, that coached and taught me, and um, I couldn't uh, continue this conversation without talking about a few few mothers that um, I actually linked up with when I ran away and came to Texas. Um, uh, one of the mothers, Mama Newhouse, she just passed away a couple of days ago, and her daughters, uh, we've been friends for 30 years, and some of those mentorship and some of that guidance definitely played a role. Um, and me being a good mother, because I had some mothers that stepped up. Um, my godmother, um, Frances Carter, those two, some of those people are some of those mothers that stepped in, was a great example to me. Um, Mama Newhouse opened her door. Um, her husband retired with the Cowboys, Robert Newhouse, um, and that, that family, and just seeing so many people be able to talk about her being a mother to them. Some of those people are the, some of the, the women that came before me um, and has been an example to me on how to be a good mother. Um, I took it very serious. God gave me an opportunity uh, to beat the odds, to beat cancer, never to throw up again. I thank him for that. And um, I don't think there's a, a, a perfect mother. You know, there's no, no. Um, I think what I love most about me is that is that I got my healing. So I often talk about my daughters having two different mothers. I grew up with one of my daughters, but I knew it was important, right? I was intentional, um, making sure they had a solid foundation in God, uh, having activities, doing different things, serving in the community, um, being leaders, uh, being great examples, trying to live by examples. And even if sometimes with that, they have to learn. They have to have their mistakes. We try to coddle them. We try to keep them from life. We try to keep these things uh, from happening. Um, but I'm just truly honored to um, for God so fit that I could have children. Um, it's um, it's a gift. It's an honor. And so I've spent most of my life trying to, you know, even just every day, just teach them every second counts, right? The next second isn't guaranteed. Love people. Go the high road when people. So I'm always trying to put them in a position to get blessed. I know sometimes my young was like, Mom, you're always giving a, uh, but, you know, every time that I can sow a seed in these young people, when they reach out to me, my girls, my, I try to, you know, it's not just my girls or my children. I tell people, if I babysit your kids, or if I mentor them, it's like my children. I want to give them Jesus. I want them to know, just try him. Just just trust him one year. <laughs> one year and see if your life doesn't change. And so really that's all I've tried to do with my daughters. It's not a lifestyle of perfection. It's progression. You should continuously be getting better, you know. And so those are the things that I, I've loved my girls. Um, I have one that's a graduate. You know, so she's older, 23 years old, but I love that they still come to me. We talk about things. They'll still go on trips with me. Um, they'll tell me when they're mad, they're upset. And I think those are the beauty of being healed, right? I can be honest. I can help. I can um, just let them know that life is precious. Every moment counts. And I'm just big on that because if you look around, people are leaving, you know, left and right. And uh, you want to leave, you know, if you walk away from a conversation, are you okay with how you left them? 
if you got in an argument, did you tell them you love them? Did you say, hey, um, I know I didn't like what you said, but, you know, I love you, because that next second, you know, they can get in the car, we can get in the car and not be here. So I'm always trying to give my children lessons of blessings, like no matter what people say, what people do, you know, don't 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 give into that. So all these things have just helped me, um, and that's why I say I have no regrets, you know, not what happened to me. Uh, not bad choices that I make, um, that I've made, none of it. I, I, I just thank God for everything because if we know God take everything that was meant for your evil, that was meant to bad, and he'll make it work for your good. Um, and so I'm just blessed for this opportunity to, to just divert it back to, to Jesus. And I am here in my right mind, educated, experienced, um, a lover of God, a great mother because of Jesus, period. Wow, wow. Well, you know, Tiffany, you know, it, it was Tiffany Anderson, you know, but now it's mm-hmm. Tiffany Weaver. So you got to, somebody had to come along that you said, I think I, this is the right one. So I want you to say, <laughs> give a shout out to your, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to your husband, you know, whatever you want to say, uh, 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 how much he's, he's made an impact because, you know, for what you've gone through and, and then you, you know, God has put the right person in your life. And uh, so I just want you to say something uh, to that. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to my husband, Henry Weaver Jr., and I just, I thank God for um, him finding me um, at a time that I wasn't trying to be found, um, and I asked God for more signs, another sign, <laughs> another sign, part the Red Sea type signs. Uh, he's like, I'm not going to give you any more signs, but I think um, when he bought two rings, and um, he don't know why, he said, Lord said two, and I think it was it was so profound for me because I can't make decisions, right? So if you would have told me 10 rings, I would have been confused. So the fact that he bought two and it was either any, mighty mo, and I was able to make that decision, that was that final sign that said, hey, um, he's a minister, he's a man of God, he's very disciplined, and I've lo- I've learned so much from him. Um, my girls, you know, we love him. God has truly blessed us, you know, with the home, our businesses, um, just opportunities that I know that um, – you know, not doing it God's way, not in alignment with God, I would not have had. And so um, I think life is, there's no perfection, there's no um, soulmate, there's no, I think it's just perspective. You know, how do you view it? If you have a bad day, what can you take good from it? Even in loss of life, what good can I take from it? So if your expectation and the word is to count it all joy, I think no matter what you go through, good, bad, or ugly, count it all joy. So that marriage, this marriage is everything I thought or I expected more than what I thought or expected because I'm at a different place in my life um, with Jesus and just my expectations. And God just continues to blow my mind. So I thank God for my marriage, my home, my children. And just looking back over my life, we're coming up on five years, just where I was five years ago and where I am today, all Jesus, all faith, uh, all blessings. Uh, wow. Can I jump you know, in right uh, quick? You know, you can't go let ahead, me jump, let, let me jump in right quick, uh, because I was listening to uh, Miss Tiffany's last statements that she was making about raising those kids and everything. It seems to me that, that God sent Aunt Faye. He put Aunt Faye in her life, preparing her. He knew what was going to happen. He knew he was for getting her ready to be a good mother, and she had to uh, have to have a God-fearing mother in her life in order to be a God-friend person in her children's and her family's life. Now, 
She mentioned Miss uh, Miss Frances Carter. I know Miss Carter as well. Another God friend, mother. Another God friend person. Look, everything that you're saying, Miss Tiffany, you were prepared. You were being prepared when you were being hurt. You were being healed so you could help someone, and you're so you're doing it so so wonderful now. And I'm I'm gonna congratulate you congratulate you and and Mr. Jim for your last five years of being happily married and and and, and all of those things all of those things are going to all boil down to one specific thing put Jesus Christ first in your life make him the number one make him number one make the Christ of, of make Christ number one in everything that we do I'm seeing that you're you're seeing that you're showing us, and you're showing other little little younger young ladies and young men. Look, if you try, I I dare you to try Christ. I believe if you Amen. try Christ, you might find Amen. out that life can be a much better place to live. So again, congratulations Amen. on you and and, you. and and Reverend Jim. Sounds like a good. It sounds like the good end of a story and the good beginning of a life. That's what it sounds like to me. Wow. Hey, Tiffany, uh, I, I was thinking because I, you know, my, my producer always knows when I she know when I get get really uh, into uh, my guests. Uh, I, I just get touched and, and she just just texted me and said, uh, "Sound like you need fifteen more minutes." So uh, the the bus game won't be that started. So we're gonna take fifteen minutes. But, but what I wanted to ask you now, Tiffany. You know, uh, what would you like to say about Reverend Reverend Price, Pastor Price? You know, because I know that you you were in New Mount Zion, and so you know, I know he made a impact on a lot of people's lives. And and the Holy Spirit just hit me and said, uh, you know, just mention mention Pastor Price because we didn't get a chance to really talk about him going into this new year. But what would you like to say about uh, getting an opportunity to? to be up on the uh, Pastor Price. Wow. Um, it's amazing that you brought that up because my daughter was just telling me the other day, my 14-year-old, she said, Mama, I really miss Pastor Price. And uh, she was very young when Pastor Price passed away. Um, I was young when I came to New Mount Zion. I had found out I was six months pregnant. My roommate saw all my things, and I was pregnant and, and looking for a church home. And um, I was able to speak um Last year when you spoke about Pastor Price, um, Papa Price, uh, what a great influence um, he had on all of our lives to a point to where my was then three-year-old now is saying, I miss Pastor Price. As a three-year-old, he had that much of an impact. Um, At the time I was in my life, he was pure light and love, just love. Um, He was authentic. He was genuine. You know, we may never experience a, a Pastor Price again in our lives. So I'm just thankful that I got to grow up, you know, up under Pastor Price, who was just so loving and kind. He was so supportive and so, um, you know, he, he felt the youth were the future. And I think everyone, you know, can, test, can testify to that. He supported and loved all the children. He supported and loved all of his church. He was just, he was so amazing. I, I was there at Stokes Road at, with this Price Filler error. So I got the double benefits of being not only a church member, but to see his impact in the community, in the school. Um, literally, my daughter was, um, she was selected as a world leadership ambassador. And the Tuesday before Pastor Price had passed away, 
he sponsored her her flight back on the way back. And so just to, to just the impact of who he was, God is love. Um, Pastor Price was love, and uh, he's 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 forever missed. But he made an impact. Um, one of those pioneers that I'm, why I can, I have such a solid relationship with God that I can take anything. And guess what? You're not going to take my relationship from God. I can leave a church, I can leave a community, I can leave a building, but I'm taking Jesus with me no matter where I go. That's one <laughs> thing right. you can't mess up. Uh, my relationship is solid. It's Jesus or nothing. And so Amen. I'm thankful that I got to to sit under Him, to grow, to learn. Um, one of the reasons um, I am who I am as well for those pioneers like, like Pastor Price that loved us, that truly loved us. You know, and and, and the reason I ask you that, that question, Valerie, because, you know, I, I know that Pastor Price would always talk about uh, about love and, you know, my mom always talked about, about love. And, and so when you when you get a chance to, to hear you talk and hear what you're doing, it just lets me know that you're all about love. And, and and because because I know that the Lord lives within you, because of, of what you're doing from the out on the outside, you're showing it. You're showing it. We can see it. You know, you you're giving something back. You see, a lot of people don't understand that what what happens with a lot of people is that when you go through things, you're supposed to be open enough so that you can bless someone else. And and, and I just I just thank you for for just saying okay. I've gone through all this, and I'm not ashamed. You know, I'm not ashamed to, to know that I can talk about what I went through to be a blessing. You know, a lot of people don't want people to know. No, I can't tell. I don't want to. No, you have to because of the fact that you already said it makes you even stronger. It makes you a better person. And I just, um, I just did this just uh, for me. I want you to tell people how they can get your book. <laughs> you got to tell people how they can get your book. Well, you can go on www.oneofakindta.com and get the book. Um, I'll sign them. I have copies in my presence. I have copies. Um, um, and I think me and you spoke about the cover of the book. And I remember doing a photo shoot maybe <laughs> five or six years before I wrote the book. And when the photographer took a picture of my daughter's feet, it was the little one's feet on top of the older one's feet. You know, I kind of looked at it, and then she said, am I my sister's keeper? And I thought, oh, okay. And so fast forward when – you know, my mentor said that God said, hey, I want I want to help you guys publish your first books. And they said, what is going to be the cover? They assumed, oh, you just put your face on there. Of course, you're beautiful. You're going to sell. And I'm like, when you realize it's not about you, it was a God thing. So every step of the way. So when God told me to put the feet on the book, it's to remind us to stay humble, to never forget, you know, tell your story, stay humble, and never forget how far I brought you. And so um, I just pray that this book, um, it encourages more people to push towards their healing. This book was my healing. It was the way that um, God chose for me to come out of my shell, to no longer be shamed, um, because your testimony allows us to defeat the enemy. So many of us are not defeating the enemy. We're keep we're saying God isn't that good because the enemy has suppressed us by filling us with shame and guilt about our testimony. In our community, we're not supposed to talk about what happens in the house. Well, guess what? What happens in the house is killing us through sicknesses, through diseases, because what happens in your body, if you don't release it, is putting poisons and toxins. What happens in you, if you if you got a lot going on in your mind and your heart and you don't release it, people are having anxiety attacks, depression. And so 
is so important. So I just hope yeah. that by reading my story, um, com. My story, the good and bad and the ugly, and I truly understand that it was all preparation for where God was trying to take me and how he's going to use me for his glory, for praise his glory Lord. alone. Yeah, praise the Lord. You, you know, another thing, uh, 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 I'm kind of saying Val, I, I'm, that's my producer. You know, because I guess the reason why I call you Val is because my producer, she, she be texting me sometimes let me know what I'm doing. Hey, you made a mistake. You called Tiffany. You called Tiffany Valerie. You know, so, so uh <laughs> I just want to let you know, Val, uh, Tiffany, if I call you Valerie, don't worry about it. I know who you are. <laughs> but but uh, uh, Tiffany, what I wanted to ask you is that I know you go around and you speak. And uh, and I, I want you to, like, if someone wants to have you to come out and speak, you know, uh, how, would they, how would they go about doing that? Yes, you can go on my oneofakindta.com website and uh, do the contact me page and fill it out, or you can send me an email um, to oneofakindta at yahoo.com, um, and I'll I'll come, you know, and I, I, I've spoken at schools and different communities because um, I know this generation, you know, and I think they need, in order for us to pass the baton, we need more people that are being real and being authentic. Um, right. And, and, you know, that can fit in different environments and say, hey, uh, God has been good. And so, um, absolutely. Okay, okay, good, good, good. All right, well, we got about we got about five more minutes, so I'm going to uh, let Bruce have a talk and then have PJ have a little, little closure, and then I'm going I'm to close it out for us. So, uh, uh, Bruce, you can go you can go in whatever, however you want to close out to, to uh, yeah. Tiffany, man, and we appreciate it. Yes. But uh, I really appreciate you you coming on. I mean, it's been really inspiring in what you what you're saying and what you're doing. And I know you're you're impacting a, a lot of people's lives, and will continue to to do that. I mean, you're you're a difference maker, and God is using you. And um, and, I, and thank the Lord for that. I just thought about what uh, what you uh, said. Uh, it's not about perfection, but pro- progression, which is exactly right. I mean, we've all stand and fallen short of the glory of God, but, you know, but we're all trying to be Christ-like and, and, uh, and you're, you're making a, a tremendous uh, difference. And, and I like what you said. I mean, that you always uh, uh, take Jesus with you, I mean, wherever you are. And, and it, it takes a, a lot of courage, I mean, for you to come out. I mean, uh, I know you've been inspired by the Holy Spirit to do what you're, what you're doing. I mean, uh, especially all the, the trauma, you know, that you've had in your life. And, and I know, you know, that's going to make a difference in, in so many people's lives. And, and, and once again, thank you for coming on. And uh, I know someone uh, listening, I mean, will be influenced to, 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 to turn their life over to, to Jesus Christ if they haven't done that. Thanks. Thank you so Thanks, much. Yeah. All right, TJ. Yes, as uh, Tiffany, as Bruce just said a few moments ago, God is, God is using you. And let him use you up. Let him use you up till there's nothing left for you to give. And you know what? He'll find a way to give you a little bit more to use up a little bit more and a little bit more. So you you got it. You you you've got to use it. Please use it. Please use it. We need more people like you, more yeah, mothers like you, God freeing mothers. And you got you have your aunt Faye started it all off. Miss Carter came along a little later on, 
and then God was put first in your life, and you're putting God first in everybody's life that you come in contact with. You can't beat that. Yeah. You can't beat that. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You, you know, uh, Tiff, yes. now, I, when you said, uh, trust me first, you know, we, yes. we have a lot of things that we say on this on this podcast, but it all directs directly toward to point toward Jesus Christ. Like like Bruce would always say, just give him a chance. Okay. Right. And uh and then and then T J would come back and he'd say something like he he's he's in our lives if we just want him. You know? And right. and now yes. the thing that I'm looking yes. at, Tiff, you've given us another nugget on this show, on the podcast. Yes. You know what I mean? Hey, so when I so when sometimes when I forget it, uh, 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 TJ forget it, Bruce may say it, but we're gonna start saying, "Trust me first. You know, that's what that's what we all need to do before we start going here to get this person, talk to this person. Just give him the give him the chance first. Give him a chance first, and I, I, I tell you, Tiffany. Um, I just want I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something close out, but Tiffany, I want I want to want you to say whatever you want to say, and then I'll just uh, close this out. Amen. And I and I do want to say, you know that, and 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 forgive me, but my uh, my mother um, has completely transformed her life. Um, her and my dad have a church in Oklahoma City, and to, oh, for me, that is that is all God, you know. Um, so I would be amiss if I didn't say that God, you know, she got out, God changed her life and she is living for God, uh, on fire for God. And so, um, that, that's a, that's a beautiful thing where you can live long enough and see God, see someone's life transform, um, witness it firsthand. And so I give glory and honor to that. And then all the mothers, Francis Carter, Mama Newhouse, that have been an example. And then now I can see my mother um, with no evidence and no trace of that residue oh. of what she used to be. And so that's what I leave you with. It. I, listen, <laughs> I am living proof <laughs> that God can do it. And so I'm blessed to be able to see her, and I'm so proud of her um, and seeing how God has truly blessed her as she continues this path of healing. And um, giving all praise, they have a really strong prison ministry there, you know, from their prison. And so that's what it's about, taking your pain, using it for your purpose and power, bringing glory to God's name. So thank you all again for allowing me to share how good God has been in my life. And and I'll never get it. It's all about Jesus, and I'm thankful. Look at God. Thank you. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you so much. Because, you know, that's why I love the Lord so much, because, you know, when my when my producer Valerie gave me the extra fifteen minutes, that was God saying, "I'm not going to let Tiffany get off of here without acknowledging the fact that I've I've won another soldier and I've turned another one alive, a, a life around." And for you to right. come on and close out by by letting right. us know that the Lord has turned your mom around, right. that in itself right. is right. a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so right. I want right. to thank God for for giving you the opportunity. To not to close this out without you mentioning that your mom is trying to what a blessing. You know, I just want to thank y'all. You know, you can start to support the KRE Poetry Radio. All you have to do is go to KREPoetryRadio.com. We got cash out. We got Zelle. We even got a food stamp button. Nah, I just ain't no food stamp button. But you can support us anywhere we can because we're going to keep doing this because we got some more guests. I'm not going to tell you who's going to be on next week. It's going to be a Goma Power moment. Surprise, surprise, surprise. 
This has been Killer Richard Evans Jr., Colard, Vanish Boy, Junebug, and for some of y'all now, co-bitches. We're going to see y'all next time. Good Lord bless. And keep God on your mind, and he will keep your mind. Thank y'all so much. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Jesus. G-I-T-A. God is the answer. Just pray. G-I-T-A. God is the answer. Just pray. God is the only one that can fix it. God can do it. God can fix it. Man needs some help. He needs God's help. We need some God is the only one that can fix it. God can do it. God can fix it. G-I-T-A. God is the answer. Just pray. Right.